The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. That's it. Bring it in. Bring it in. Almost there. Back it up. Back it up. Okay. Hold it. All right, people. Let's get them hooked up. All right, you're ready to go. Hope you got a permit. We've just hooked you up with a big load of midweek XJ Talk Show. Well, tonight we've got Sue, the Vermont Jeep girl, <laughs> on uh, for our interview. And uh, Sue, I just want to uh, say thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, gosh, how cold is it up there? Actually, it's kind of comfortable now. We had a big snowstorm last week. We were down uh, in the negative 15 was the coldest day. And I was outside working on one of the Jeeps. Now it's about 40 degrees and it's raining. So oh, yeah. Snow is going away. 40 is not too bad, but negative 15. My gosh. And that's actual temperature. That's not wind chill, right? Correct. Yep. <laughs> so now you'll have to excuse my uh, uh, maybe my overzealous questions about cold weather, but I'm in Houston. I've been here all my life. So let me ask you. Have have you done the thing with the hot water where you throw it up in the air and it freezes before, you know, September or whatever? Yes. <laughs> and it, Absolutely. It, it really does that, right? Yes. It's fun. <laughs> Why not? And uh now I'll I'll mention this. Back in about seventy four, I was uh I was still a young kid and uh it snowed in uh, in Houston. About we got about five inch uh, accumulation in Baytown, which is about twenty miles east of Houston. And uh, uh, as uh, promised, my mom said if it ever snowed, I could stay home from school. So I stayed home, and I was listening to a, a local AM radio station, and uh, the uh, the morning guys were talking and uh, talking and basically making jokes like the the morning DJs always do. And uh, they were saying, "And don't eat the yellow snow." And they mm-hmm. and they had a caller, <laughs> had a caller and a lady, and she didn't understand why. You weren't supposed to eat the yellow snow. And they were just like falling over each other laughing because they couldn't really tell her because like this is mid-70s. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Frank Zappa had a song, Don't Eat the Yellow Snow, Don't Go Where the Huskies Go. Ah, okay. Well, that's, see, that makes more sense then. I, I was I was too young and too sheltered to, to be listening to Frank Zappa <laughs> back then, I think. So, Sue, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so uh, pe- the listeners and the uh, XJTalk.com members will know who we're talking to. Okay, I am the Vermont Jeep Girl is what I'm known as on Facebook and on YouTube. And I am a girl who is absolutely in love with my Jeeps. Oh, man, aren't we all? Uh, we're not all girls, but we're all in love with I our can Jeeps. Own one. I can own one. I'm a multiple Jeep owner. I a, am addicted. A mul- multiple offender. Good. Yes, I am. We have and- three. We've got uh, two XJs and one TJ. <laughs> I have two XJs, 
I had a parts XJ that we took the motor and put into Cayman CJ5 that he has. He converted it to that, uh, and then we parted out that Jeep. And I have recently added the Red Cherokee that you see me driving around. That's my road rig. Um, there's a little story behind that one. But. So have you been in Vermont all your life? Oh, <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble now. <laughs> well, if this is part of the witness protection program, you know, just just say I can't talk about it and it'll be all right. Uh, all right. Uh, why not? We can say it. Okay. I... I grew up, don't start, I'm a Jersey girl. The, uh, my family had a summer house on Lake St. Catherine in Vermont, and I spent summers here growing up since I was about two. So Vermont was always my second backyard, and I knew once I grew up that I wanted to move here, and I did. And I will never leave here. I love it here. It's beautiful country. That's what I've always, I've never been there, but that's what I've always heard. And of course, that's the way it's always, always portrayed on uh, on television. And I think uh, one of the Bob Newhart shows uh, was uh, supposedly based out of uh, uh, Vermont. Yes. And it was yeah. always came across that way as just a lot of woods and beautiful uh, outdoorsy type stuff, rugged outdoor stuff. Yep, perfect for a Jeep owner. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been there? Um, I moved here in 91. I made the final move. Okay, so you really haven't been there that long. I mean, ah, oh, well, I guess that's uh, twenty-two years. I guess that is long. Nineties just doesn't seem that that long ago to me. That was when Seinfeld was on, you know. So uh, it just doesn't seem that long ago. So um, the uh, what do you do up there besides uh, collect jeeps? <laughs> uh, we had a tree service business, and I was a crane operator for my husband's tree business. Um, I still operate my crane. I do a lot of videos on that, too. Um, I also do, well, now, recently, I have a F600 with a 20-yard uh, dumpster on it. And what I do is I go around and scrap metal because it, my motto is I'm scrapping one load at a time to support my habit. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, mottos are, uh, are a big deal. They help people... Uh... They might make them chuckle, but they help them. Uh, it helps them to remember you. So it's uh, it's it's a good idea. I've been used for a long time. So when you say uh, the 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 tree service, what do you mean? Do you mean uh, taking taking down dead trees, or actually going out and doing lumber type stuff? No, not logging. Just actual tree work, going to different residential places and um, taking down trees. Okay. Storm damage, that kind of thing. We're not doing that anymore. Um, my husband has. It, the work up here has really gone downhill. There's no work around anymore. My husband had to take a job with ACRT out of Ohio, and he uh, he goes around and teaches line clearance certifications to tree workers and municipalities. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad he was able to uh, to find something, and certainly something still in the uh, the area of uh, what you guys uh, are knowledgeable in. So. Well, that's a shame about uh, no tree service. I guess that's just a, a function of the uh, the faltering economy and people just not having money to spend on uh, uh, having trees cleared. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. Before I met my husband, I I was a carpenter. I did painting. I did carpentry. I did all kinds of stuff. Uh, I would tear out. I do tear outs in a home and then rebuild them. That slowed up right before I met him. I guess two thousand five. And then by 2007, I was his crane operator. 
so uh wow i like i like the way you do things it's like anything i can do anything i need to do and just get out of the way and let me do it well that's just it it seems like every job that i go to just bring is more challenging for me and the harder the work the better that's great so uh, i guess that kind of answers the question about why you are involved in jeeps because uh, we all know they need a lot of work yes they do they need (laughs) even when they don't need work they need work See, there's a little story behind that too. Um, a lot I get qu- questions asked all the time: is why do I know all this stuff? Where did I learn this? Uh, we have to go back to when I was in high school. I went to a vocational school. Not really book smart. I work better with my hands. And we had to do uh, nine different shops or whatever it was, and you cycle around. Well, my shop that I love the most was auto mechanics, and I wanted to be an auto mechanic. And at the time, my dad's like, you know, no daughter of mine's going to be a grease monkey. <laughs> He says, you need to take electronics because, yeah, I took electronics. I got a degree in that, but I, it never was my thing. It just wasn't. I've always worked on my vehicles. I, I always did everything on my own. My dad told me I wasn't allowed to get a driver's license unless I knew how to change the oil, the radiator, and back then set the timing, <laughs> which a lot of people don't even know what that is anymore. Oh, uh, no. You know, change a tire. So... And plus, too, I've always been a tomboy, and I enjoy doing it. Well, that's the that's the big thing is you got this one life, so far as we know, and you might as well enjoy what you're doing. And you sound like you're a lot like me from the standpoint of I don't like having to depend on other people. It's nice, but I want to be able to do it myself. Well, that's my point, too. If you're going to be a Jeep owner, you have to know how to work on your own vehicles. What if you're stuck on a trail some way, somewhere and you lose a U-joint? I carry spare U-joints all the time, and I've changed plenty right out on a trail with just a hammer. You need to know the basic concept of your vehicle if you're out in the woods. Well, it helps you from getting in trouble, too, as far as breaking it, because uh, if you understand where the stresses and the torques are, you can uh, perhaps not break things and, of course, uh, fix it when it does break. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned you have two XJs. What year models are those? I have an 86 Cherokee Chief, uh, which I had... For quite a while, my boys used it when they first started learning to drive, and I have a 97 Cherokee, or, you know, red one that I drive now. That's my road rig. What is, as far as the body styling goes, because I've always been a 97 plus type person, because I have a 98, and we recently, maybe a year and a half or so ago, got the 99. So I don't know the the earlier uh, trim or body style, if you will. Do you have a uh, a preference between the two? I kind of like the older vehicles better. I think they're a little easier to work on than the newer ones. Um, I do like the way the 86 looks. To me, the way the grill sits, I think it's a little tougher looking. You know, I still love my 97, don't get me wrong, but if I had to, (laughs) I'd pick the older ones. It's listening to you, by the way, so you better be careful. Yes, I know. It'll, they do. It'll and pay you back. Did they? Did the did the eighty six get jealous when the ninety uh, the ninety seven? I think you said when that showed <laughs> yes. up. Yes, and my other jeeps in the yard. Um, <laughs> we did a a vlog um, the other day on it, adding a family member. We picked up it, and I said they all need to play nice out in the yard. Mm-hmm. And the next day, my uh, blue YJ, the radiator froze. So oh, I was wow. like, I wondered if the TJ had something to do with it. So, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. We had 
we had problems both with the, the 99 and the the 98 whenever we brought the 99 into the family. So it was, I, I guess they didn't recognize the TJ at all because we had no issues when we brought the uh, the 2003 TJ into the uh, into the uh, the yard, so to speak. Yeah. So um, you mentioned, I'm sorry, the you have a third Jeep, right? And what was it again? Um, my third Jeep, well, my main, <laughs> I got plenty of Jeeps. I call her Old Blue. She's a 93 YJ. Okay, yeah, the YJ. I didn't want to misspeak, but I thought it was a YJ. Yeah. Now, that has uh, leaf springs in the front. Correct, all around. Right. Well, yeah, definitely in the back, but uh, I, with from the XJ world, I'm used to the leaf springs in the back, coils in the front. Of course, the TJs are, are coil all the way around, and uh, I was just trying to remember if the, all the YJs were leaf, uh, leaf springs in the front or not. Um, now, see, that's what I'm used to from the standpoint of my first uh, four-wheel drive was a, a 1983 uh, short wheelbase. Um, uh, CJ5. No, no, uh, Chevrolet truck. And, oh, okay. And yep. that's what I had on the front of it was uh, was leaf springs, and to me, that just made more sense. You know, the the deal with the coils just you know that's just weird. <laughs> uh, the the leaf springs to me were a lot easier to to lift because you could just uh, put new leaf leaf packs on there or uh, shackles, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, I've learned more since that that time when I was uh, in my early 20s, but uh, now I have a better understanding. I can see where the coils are kind of nice, too. You just have to replace the whole thing. Yeah, the nice thing about coils, too, um, because I'm used to the YJs, this Cherokee here is something that I'm still learning on because I have a saggy leaf springs in the back, that common thing that they do. Yeah. Um, picked up some S10 uh leaf springs and what we're going to do is we're going to make new bastard pack for it and pick that back end back up but at some point i would like to get a lift for it a mild lift nothing too which now this is this is the this is the 97 you're talking about yes okay yep yep they certainly do that they uh you start getting reverse uh, arch springs uh, after a while how many miles are do you have on the 97 Uh, 133 Oh, that's not very bad. That's uh, kind of low mileage, especially for that year. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When I got it last April, it had 119,000 on it. That's a that's a really good find. So, uh, is it a sport classic? What? It's a sport. Yep, they are. They're really nice, and and I think probably the 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 favorite body style probably has to probably comes from what was the first one you had, and of course, the first one I had was the '98. So. I'm kind of partial to that body style, and, and really the the styling on the inside is is where it's the most different uh, to me. Um, the the way the dash and everything is laid out, right? So um, the uh, you say the '97, so it's pretty much stock, and you you uh, any off off road stuff, I guess you go in the the '86. Uh, how or maybe the yeah maybe one of the other Jeeps. I'm just assuming it's the other uh, the other XJ that you go uh, off road in. No, the other the eighty six is sitting out in the backyard. Um, it has a tick in the motor. We just haven't done anything with it, so it's just kind of been sitting behind the house. Um, usually, when I go off roading, I take my ninety three YJ. Okay, because and- I lifted that and I've done all the work on that, and I'm actually in the process now of building another YJ from the ground up. So, on the YJ, uh, what are the specs on that? What kind of lift? Uh, what what kind of things have you done to it? Okay, the new YJ. Well, no, the the one that you go off roading in, the ninety three. Oh, okay, I got a four inch rough country lift with one and a quarter inch boomerang shackles. 
uh, one inch body. I'm running 34 super swampers. Um, let's see, I've done a lot of stuff on this one. I've regeared to 488s. I'm running Adina power lock out of a 1966 Bronco, which I rebuilt the clutches last January. And in the rear, I am running an Aussie locker, which I love. My new YJ is also going to have a, uh, another Aussie locker. That's how happy I am with it. Uh, let's see, what else have I done to it? Oh, swapped the frame out back in 2008. The frame was welded and patched so many times. Turned around and we got another frame that we found and we swapped that out. Well, that's pretty cool. I didn't think about that, but that's certainly something you can do that's not a unibody. <laughs> uh, now, I'm on my third motor for that, and it is a four-banger. And the third motor I upgraded to a 97 with a 93 uh, MPFI fuel rail and a 4.0 throttle body on it. And one of my other, I call it my little nine-pound secret, I'm running a nine-pound inertia ring from Tri-County Gear on there. Uh, I find it helps in the uh, when you're climbing hills and such. Now, that would be something that goes on the... Um, flywheel. I'm sorry? On the flywheel. Yeah, the flywheel. So is it standard? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to remember what it was called for an automatic transmission because it's not flywheel. <laughs> so I was gonna uh, anyway. Uh, so well, that's kind of cool. Now, was there any reason why you stuck with the four four cylinder and just didn't go ahead and put a a four point in there? Yes, I get made fun of all the time because I'm still running my little angry squirrels. <laughs> uh, I like the gas mileage and. The new Jeep that I'm building, we're going to be putting a 4.0 in there. Uh, we, I actually could have done a V8. I don't. I'm not ready for a V8 yet. I, I'm pretty happy with my four-cylinder, and now that I'm moving up to a 4.0, I'll see how that how that works out. I can really see me getting into trouble with a V8. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You certainly can. You can break a lot of uh, drive shafts too. I mean, that little four banger. I've gotten several speeding tickets, so you can't tell me that you can't go fast enough in it. <laughs> no, no, I think pretty much anything you can go fast in. It just depends on how long it takes you to get there. Um, now, on the four-cylinder, you mentioned something interesting. I've heard, uh, now I wouldn't have anything but a 4.0 in a Jeep anyway, uh, but I've heard that the four-cylinders don't get better gas mileage because they have to be run so hard to, to move the Jeep along. And But you've seen you've seen it different than that. Inertia ring actually helped with that. It, you're keeping that flywheel in motion. You don't have that, that, what am I trying to say, the bogging down like you normally sure. would. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I still have issues climbing. High, highway miles is where I, I get into trouble. Um, you know, on, on steady hills and whatnot, I do have to downshift. So what kind of um, gas mileage, I'm sorry, what kind of gas mileage are you getting? Um, I'm getting about 19. Wow. I'm getting about 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to be getting about that with the new Jeep I'm building. <laughs> well, uh, we just recently put a, a new engine in uh, my 98, and uh, I'm still working out some of the the, uh, the kinks. So I think once I get it worked out, I'll, I'll be at least back to the, the 12, uh, 12 miles per gallon I was getting before. But I do have a lot of uh, additional weight on my Jeep with... Uh, uh, sliders and uh, frame stiffeners and uh, custom front and rear bumpers, spare tire, et cetera, et cetera. So I was just kind of hoping that with the new engine, it would be, uh, I might be able to see 14s or 15s, but, uh, you know, well, like I say, uh, my wife was talking about the gas mileage on her TJ and I said, 
honey, there's a price that you got to pay for looking cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, tell me about this YouTube thing that you're doing. It's a, a video, a daily video log that you're, a vlog that you're doing? That's correct. I am doing, it's called My Reality Jeep Life, and it's my daily vlog of 2013. I am vlogging every single day this year, and it's all based around my reality of my Jeep life. So anything... I can't go anywhere or do anything. My Jeep is always included. And people don't seem to like believe it. I've been on Facebook with my Jeep page now for a year and a half, and I post pictures. And I think sometimes people are like, there's no way that she could have all these odd th things, these things on. So I just wanted to take it up to the next notch and include everybody in on that. And I said I was going to reveal all. So, you know, I'm slowly getting there. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's a, it's a tell-all video log that you're doing. Exactly. You know, and <laughs> if I'm including my build on it, I've interviewed Sherry Richardson from Filthy Dirty Jeep Girl the other day. I went over to New Hampshire and uh, I have interviews, which I'm going to be posting also. I want to do more traveling. I want to go to more off-road parks. I have an event that I'm trying to put together for this summer. And I don't have the venue yet totally um, cemented in, but we're calling it the Bacon and Eggs Jeep Run. And I'm going to be serving bacon and eggs in the morning after camping. There'll be all day of trail rides. I'd like to have an obstacle course and give away some prize money and some trophies. And I can't say too much, but at night we're going to be having a concert under the stars in the parks. We have a lot of things in the making this year. Wow, sounds exciting. Well, yeah. going back to the, your, your YouTube video, you've posted one today uh, about your uh, your reality Jeep life. If you don't mind, I'll just uh, uh, play it here a little bit, and we can uh, listen to some of the audio, and you can uh, comment on it. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to vacuum my shop floor. Yeah, I know. It's a living room, but it's where I build my axles. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, there's a big, giant cloud of smoke came out of nowhere, dusty smoke. And now I'm going to... Take the clog out of my vacuum so that I can actually finish vacuuming. Um, there might be an axle in there. Maybe that's the I problem. Know it's not a deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also know probably some of this probably shouldn't even be in here. So I know you guys can't see this video. Of course, you can go to YouTube and, and look at it. But uh, just kind of describing, she's uh, in a, a living room. It's nice, open, nothing there but a, a vacuum cleaner and. Uh, uh, her with a crowbar working on that. It's not really a crowbar. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, Jeep Wrangler doors in the background. <laughs> oh. And holy moly. <laughs> Truly reality. You know, the, the shows that they have on television, that's not reality. They, they make that stuff up. You can't make this up. Nobody's going to. Uh, clean their uh, clean out their vacuum cleaner on uh, 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 TV. <laughs> well, you do know that I was trying to vacuum the living room floor because I knew we were going to Skype tonight. Not like you can see it, but <laughs> yeah. See, that's not tomboy. That's certainly not man, and that's not tomboy. That's that's a hundred percent girl. When you have to clean before you have a guest over on Skype. Well, it's kind of I wonder she wasn't funny because I put on my mom's apron. <laughs> <laughs> and finish vacuuming. I it's kind of like a little joke. The ladies in town kind of make fun of me because I'm not a girly girl. 
and uh oh they're just jealous no you know and i and i i make i poke fun at it too because i think it's funny i would rather be outside in the dirt in the mud you see working on my jeep than being in a house doing dishes and cleaning it's like the last thing mm. i this to do well, that sounds mind-numbing to me i've i've uh rebelled against doing that for uh well pretty much all my my entire life <laughs> yep the uh i i'm just not a normal girl i am not i like to be greasy i like to be dirty I don't do the foo-foo thing. I, my uh, PR guy is always like, you got to do something with your hair. Your hair is always hanging on your head. I said, well, isn't hair supposed to hang on your head? That's right. <laughs> Tell him that's, that's, gravity's, just... that's gravity's job, not mine. <laughs> exactly. But it is. Hey, take me, you know, you like me, you like me. You don't, you don't. You know, I'm not out to please everybody. I am who I am, and I'm happy with it. So I just wanted to share all <laughs> my adventures. So... I'm sorry. I was just going to say you you were talking about the bacon and eggs run. Uh, I got a a question for you now. I love bacon. Always have. Always will. Uh, and and uh, you had made comment uh, before we started recording how uh, people are always sending you uh, bacon this or bacon that. Same thing with me. <laughs> so uh, I I don't want to to let anybody down by by mentioning this, but uh, I on occasion get tired of bacon. And I, I would rather have some sausage to go with my biscuits or eggs, especially if it's link sausage. Right. So just, just curious, you don't get tired of bacon? You say it's a, you have bacon and eggs every day. You don't get tired of bacon at all? No. Well, everybody gets tired of something. I have this habit that when I get into something that I like, I do it over and over and over again. And you know what? If I have sausage, it's with my bacon. Now that's a good idea. That was, uh, I think, that was two breakfasts ago because I had uh, my uh, my two link sausages, but I had a couple of uh, pieces of bacon. As as uh, kind of the way I see it is, is that what happens is the bacon doesn't last very long. I usually pick that up and eat it first, right? Whereas <laughs> the sausage, I can cut up, and I guess I I just stay calm and I'll cut the sausage up and I'll have a little egg, a little sausage, and a little wheat toast, and have it all together, and it's a nice taste. And that's probably what it has to do with more than just anything else, because I'll do bacon like it's candy. Just pop, 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 pop. Yep. I do four pieces of bacon in the morning and two eggs over easy with usually an English muffin or rye toast. And uh, I have it down pat that there is enough bites of egg to go with ex exactly the piece. <laughs> yep. It all, it, all, uh, it all works out at the end. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I, it seems like I always have egg left over, but uh, that's what having a dog is good for. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm I'm lying. The dog doesn't stand a chance. I eat all my eggs. I just don't t just don't uh, place just don't time it out very well. Is is my problem. So, um, let's see. What else can we talk about? There's uh, you, you're up in Vermont. It's a beautiful country. We know how you got there. We know what you do there. We know that you've got lots of jeeps. How many jeeps do you have? Is it three or more? Uh, it's more, a lot more. Uh, now, don't be ashamed. You sound like you. You're at an AA meeting and you're going, you know, I'm a Jeep owner and <laughs> I've got a lot too many Jeeps. It, have okay. Jeeps, it's, be proud of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have, quite, we have quite a few that are parts Jeeps. We have some that are project Jeeps. We, our oldest Jeep is a 1945 MB we picked up a few summers ago. Oh, and it's able to, uh, you know, take, put that together. It belonged to the U.S. Marine Corps 
on the dash has a plaque that it was put in service, I believe, on February 14th, 1945. So it's really cool. It's got a lot of history to it. And uh, you're planning on uh, bringing that back up to its uh, the way it used to be, or what's the plans for it? Um, we don't want to totally redo it back to the way it was, and I know people are going to be mad at me for that, but the Jeep has so much history. It started out with the Marine Corps, and then it went to, it came, obviously came back to uh, the United States. It went to the U.S. Forest Service, and it was with the U.S. Forest Service for quite a while before one of the local fire departments here in Vermont purchased it. And they used it for a long time at the fire department. The fire department then sold it to a, a Marine, a young Marine here who bought it. And he had it in his basement. Kids came along and whatnot. And his wife wanted it out of the, out of the uh, basement. So <laughs> he ended up selling it to us. And since my husband's son served in Iraq and he's a Marine, we kind of figured there was a connection there, so we'd like to do it that way. Well, do you know where the where the Jeep was, if it was overseas, where it was used? No, we don't know. I guess that whenever they're overseas, they, leave, they of, leave them over there. Yeah, I think I think there's got to be a website to look up the, the serial number or something. I would imagine. We've never done it. But you can look through the, the painting. I mean, all the paint now is peeling off and everything, but you can actually see where the letters were on the hood that said USMC. And getting back to the fact is, is we want to kind of keep it in the, how can I say this? We kind of want to keep it in the condition that it's in, but yet still usable. Right. We think that it has a lot of history and a lot of past, and we want to retain that past. We don't want to wipe away all the that are on there that tell the story. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, it doesn't have to be pristine. It doesn't have to be put back the way it was. It can just be used. I mean, that's uh, after all, that's what it was built for. Correct. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, Sue, how can people uh, find you? You mentioned the the YouTube uh, and Facebook. How would uh, people uh, look you up and watch what you're doing? On Facebook, I'm known as I, or rather, I should say, I have a page, the Vermont Jeep Girl. And that is where I post all of my off-roading stuff, my projects, my builds, and when I go to events and whatnot, we actually do live photo feeds when we go to events so that people, like we went to Vermonster here in uh, uh, Vermont. And while we were there, we were posting up stuff that was going on. And everybody was so thankful that we were doing that because there was a bunch of people who couldn't go. But they were able to, to, to visualize it because we kept posting up live photos. So they were really happy about that. That's great. That's a lot of work. It I, takes away from I your have- fun when you're doing that, too. Yep. I also have the YouTube channel, which is under Vermont Jeep Girl, and I'm doing that daily vlog now. I also have some older videos that I've done. They're rough. I mean, you know, I'm not a professional model. I'm an old, heavy set girl, <laughs> so I am who I am, and, you know, I just have fun with it. If people want to send me a message or get a hold of me, they can reach me at vermontjeepgirl at hotmail.com. And, uh, I'm usually around somewhere. So uh, are you on Twitter or uh, Google Plus? Yes, I'm on Twitter. I do have an account on Twitter. I have not totally mastered that yet. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't even know what a hashtag is. (laughs) Well, Sue, thanks a lot. And uh, you guys remember, it's uh, Sue, the Vermont Jeep Girl. Uh, Look her up on YouTube and uh, Facebook on Twitter. And uh, again, we'll have uh, all those links in the show notes. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sue.